Hey, welcome to the Jesus, Sex, and Politics podcast. I'm Micah. I'm Nathan. And here we talk about all the things the culture doesn't want to talk about. And that might scare you. Hey, today we're going to pick back up where we left off in podcast two. Uh, today we want to talk about words meaning something. And if you were listening Imagine to po- that. Yes. If you were listening to podcast two, we were hitting on this idea that, hey, we sometimes it's, it's appropriate to call somebody a fool or stupid or because they are so bought into such of foolish thinking. We saw Elijah do, he did that on Mount Carmel. He called the the prophets of Baal fools. He made fun of them. Well, Jesus called names too. And a lot of people don't want to, he called Herod a fox. Yeah. He called the Pharisees. Was he good looking? Herod no, was, no. It, I, I don't, I don't think it meant to say. No, it didn't mean the same thing as it does today. Foxy um, lady. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he called. He was. He was saying. You know, hey, he tries to manipulate things for himself. Yeah, you know, yeah. uh, he called the Pharisees vipers. Vipers. Uh, oh, snakes! You know, man. Come on. That's so, like, and that was bad. When you called someone a snake back in that day, I mean, that was like talk about the uber offense. I mean, that was hypocrites. Yeah, yeah. You whitewashed tombs. Yeah. You know, I mean, there are. Name, there are names that are called, but names that are called are, are supposed to get your attention. Yeah. It's like, wake up. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think it's interesting you said wake up. I, I was talking to a former Congressman Stutzman, Marlon Stutzman, yesterday. He's he a good guy. Great guy. Started the House Freedom Caucus, and we had an event here in Indianapolis, and and we were just driving to this uh, event. And and uh, and so he he was. we were talking about what God's doing in America. And I mm-hmm. said, you know, if it's hard to see what God's doing in America or God doing what he's doing in general, look to see what the devil's doing because the devil will always counter what the Holy Spirit is doing. I saw, I saw, um, we, we begin, we've, we're seeing this awakening. People are waking up. I get a sense, finally, they're, they're engaging. They're like, whoa, something's not right here. Well, at the same time, that's starting to happen. What What's the culture starting to do? They're starting to do this wokeness, right? God's doing an awakening, the devil's doing a woke awakening. Do you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like he's yeah. saying, no, woke. And you can always see what God's doing because the devil will warp what God's doing and counter it with the opposite. I saw 15, 20 years ago doing student ministry, I saw students stepping into their identity, who they were in the kingdom of heaven, who God was saying they were all across this nation as we were doing tours and, and ministry stuff all around the nation. I began to see these students that were doing powerful things because they were waking up to the identity that God had given them. And at the same time, right about that same time is when you start seeing all the stupidity take hold in our culture where now people don't even know their physical identity. Mm-hmm. And you and you wonder, you say, okay, well, why is that happening? Well, because if the devil can confuse somebody on their physical identity, they'll never know who they are spiritually. Mm-hmm. And, and the devil plays with words, yep. right? Yep. The, the Bible tells us that he's the father of lies, yep. that his native language is lies, yeah. right? And that he's just been deceptive and he's a spirit of old, right? Yeah. He's at least, if, if human beings have been on the earth for 6,000 years, according to you know uh, a simple reading of the scriptures, you would go, well, how many people has he pulled down during that time? Mm-hmm. He knows the weaknesses of men. Yeah. He knows the pride of the eye and the and 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 the and the lust that fills our hearts. He knows how to destroy us. Yep. And so he knows what words to speak. And you know, all of us who are parents, and you know, your day is really coming, but I'm sure that <laughs> that that you have already experienced this with your with your son is uh, is is the, the way that kids can twist words. Mom said, Dad said, I can do oh, this. Man. Can I have candy? You yeah. know, all this different stuff. Well, 
it, it just gets better as they become teenagers. They twist, <laughs> they twist the words more and more and more. But it's, it's the, like I'm not even mad. That was impressive. How you did that? that <laughs> you got to be a lawyer. That you did that, that judo right there. You just verbally judoed me. That was funny. <laughs> that literally, my 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 daughter is so good at this and arguing like that. I've just said, I know you're considering a life in medicine, but you ought to really consider being a lawyer <laughs> because you are like really good verbally. But that's the twisting, and and that's I want to go back to this. I said this, uh, I think, in our first podcast, but 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 the word twisting is the concept of perverting and they're doing it to every word, a word that's been established. Its definition has been known. This is what it is. And for all, thousands of years, that, even right. before the United States right. existed, right? Yeah. And so, you know, I am. Let's let's just talk about. We'll talk about marriage, right? Yeah. Is marriage between you know one man and one woman the way that the Bible says it is? Of course it is, because it's not an American institution. Yeah. It's a divine institution. Yeah. God set it up from mm-hmm. the very beginning. So the state tries to exercise authority over and says, "Oh, well, this is what it is." Well, you don't get the right to redefine it because you, you are not it. over it. Yeah. You're, you're not. You, you know, yeah. you can't say it's between. Between two men, how ridiculous. And this is where everything gets back to Jesus, sex, and politics. Yeah. Because, because the whole point of the marriage relationship, so says Paul the Apostle in, in Ephesians, is to understand Christ and the church. Mm-hmm. So when you distort what the word marriage is, and now it could be between two women or two men or three of whatever party and and polyamorous your, your whatever dog, your, right your, yeah your exactly. tree out, you know, out front when you yard. do that you <laughs> distort god's pictures yeah. and god's like he cares very much about his pictures yeah so you know that that that's so just when you one have case so the picture of a man taking a woman in marriage is a picture of Jesus taking as the man, the, as the man, the bridegroom taking the bride, which is the church, which is us, and, and which is us in in spiritual marriage and spiritual unity to become one. You think about that concept for a second. Our whole eternal salvation is staked in the fact that we get to become one with Jesus. We receive his righteousness because of what he's done for us. Marriage, a physical sense, is the same thing. To become one, the man lays down his his life for the for his bride. The bride submits, not in a slavery because people if say he, if he's know, a good yeah. if he's a good husband, yeah. he lays down his life, yep. right? Yep. Like Jesus laid down his life for exactly. the church. If she's a good wife, she submits to his authority. Yep. Yep. And and and, Ooh, and people don't like oh, when you say I know. that. <laughs> I know. I've been like, putting my devotions on online recently. <laughs> that comes from Focus on the Family and James Dobson. And a lot of people don't like that because men have been abusive in that yeah, particular sure. thing. Right. You know, in that in that in role. That, yeah. But that doesn't mean that it changed God's established order yeah. and how God wants it to yeah. be. He, you know, and and one is not better than the other. Right, right. Being male is not better than being female. Being female is not better than yeah. being male. It is. They're both beautiful. It's both beautiful. You need both. I would say the women. I think they're is more a, beautiful. It's more beautiful. Yeah, yeah I I've definitely. Seen think. A, yeah, definitely. I've seen. Yeah, you know, I played high school basketball. I've seen guys in the locker room, and I, you know, I just yes. listen. Yes, <laughs> definitely. I don't even think there's an argument that has to be made there, right? We, we, we realize that when God made woman, He made the last of God's creation, and, and He it, knocked it, it out it, of it the park. That was a grand, yes. grand slam. Praise yeah. God. Yeah. But it's not just what they look like; it's it's who they are. Yeah. But God's called them to play a role. Yeah. So you know, here's Jesus in His authority. When you know, we realize we're talking about gender in our world today, and everybody wants to say there's all these different genders. And Jesus, who is the Word of God made flesh, by the way, yeah, he's literally God's Word, he's the truth. I am yep. the way, the truth, and the life. Yep. And he says, He says, um, 
in the beginning, when God made the male and female, and he gives his teaching on marriage, he doesn't say, Moses said this. Mm. He says, God said this. So here, Moses is the one that wrote that, right? He wrote the first five books of the Bible. But Jesus, the word made flesh, says, but that was God. That was God, yeah. Right? So when you talk about you know, words meaning something. We've got we've got to make sure yeah. that we hold on so to when what two, these words mean. When two men take each other in marriage, what does that do to God's picture? It blows it up. But why? What's that a picture of in the supernatural, in okay. the spiritual realm? So if so the biggest things you gotta remember about this picture is you can't have marriage without covenant. Yeah. Right? And 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 just follow that. It's got to be between a man, a man and a woman. If it's two, then you have two God figures. Where's the church? Yeah. Where is she? Where's the girl? Not there. She's not there. Yeah. Okay. So if you so have, that's a picture of God only loving God, only caring about God. He's a he's he's abandoned. He's abandoned the church. He's abandoned us. He's like you know what. I'm done with them, and I'm just we're just going to be in communion with each well, other. Well, I mean, who's the other God? I mean, you well, know, if, if God is is, right. is the male, who's the other there God? Is, yeah. Well, the Bible tells us there, there is, is no one. other God, yeah, right? right? So so that that breaks the picture. Yeah. And what I want you to think about is anytime somebody, you know, just think about a beautiful Rembrandt. My pastor, mm-hmm. Randy Blankenship, wrote this book called The Mystery and the Masterpiece. And he, he says, imagine a Rembrandt painting. And then imagine you coming up with, you know, a can of spray paint and thinking you can improve on that. Gosh. And But that's what you think you <laughs> try, can do. Try that in the uh, in a museum oh, yeah, somewhere. Oh, yeah, see how, how, how that goes, <laughs> right? But that's what they're doing to yeah. God's, God's, God's beautiful Rembrandt. masterpieces. Yeah. Yeah. And so you, you, got, you got lesbianism. How, mm-hmm. how, how does that figure? Well, well where's, where's, where's Jesus in the picture? You've ruined it's not it. not there. Yeah. If you take rape, well, you, you wouldn't have rape. It breaks God's picture because God, God even though it's to be between man or a woman. He didn't ever force himself. Absolutely. He would never force himself, right? Yeah. You don't have, or, or how about fornication, yeah. which in case you don't know what that means, it's sex outside of marriage for, for those of you who are 15. You know. um, <laughs> he it, just it, said it, sex. Yes, that's right. We're loud. <laughs> uh, it's God's idea. And and so, um, you know, you, you, you can't do that because you have no covenant. Yeah. And God, and, and you, you have, may have male and female, but yeah. you have no covenant, right? So you can take this all the way down. What about adultery? You can't do that. Yeah. Cause because that's, you, you're you, cheating on God or God's cheating on you. You, you brought yeah. somebody else in. And by the way, yeah. God takes this like really seriously. He was married to Israel. He was married to Judah and he was really ticked off and ultimately divorced those two nations because they constantly played the harlot yeah. with other they broke gods, the covenant. right? Yeah. So, so everything is about a picture. It's a spiritual picture. Whether you are spiritual or call yourself religious or not, you have to recognize that everything you do is painting some sort of picture in the supernatural cosmos, in the spiritual world. The it way is, God wants you to see it. Yep. And, and you know, uh, Moses gets in trouble for breaking God's picture. So if you, if you wonder whether or not God cares, mm-hmm. you go, I don't know if God cares. Well, just stop and think about this. Who's mad at Moses? What happened to Moses? <laughs> he didn't get to go to the promised land. Over striking a rock. And what's the picture? So he told Moses, he said, Moses, the people need water. Speak to the rock. Yeah. yeah. Moses got pissed. Well, let's, yeah, yeah. I can't he say gets, that. He gets, can I say yeah, that? No, no, no. We no, keep no, Jesus. Just take, yeah, yeah. Jesus, my, sex and politics. My mom will write to us about that one. Yeah, um, <laughs> Moses is told in one place that, the that that you know, be careful. You know, I know the people want water. Go up there and strike the rock. And then all of a sudden, water flows out. And you're talking two and a half million people. Did not, you say strike the rock or speak to the rock? First time, it's strike the rock. Okay. The second time he comes back, similar situation. Okay, Moses, this time go up and speak to the rock. 
And Moses is so frustrated with those two and a half million people because God's brought him through all these other times. And now he goes up and he he gets ticked off and he strikes the rock a second time. And the Lord's like, whoa, what did you do? What does did you it do? It doesn't seem like that big of a deal. You know, Ex- our, our, yeah, yeah, oh. our earthly minds are like, that's oh, not that big a deal. Except like, when you realize that God was setting up an Old Testament picture to talk about Christ hmm. being the rock, right? Yeah. That would be struck once when living, wa- yeah, on the cross, yeah. right? How many times is Christ crucified? Once. Once for all. Yeah. He can't be crucified a second time. Yeah. And then the and, picture of speaking to it then would been would have been Yeah, the, you're, 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 you 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 have a, a pray, you yeah. know. It's you the, know, real, it's the idea of talking to God. Exactly. And now he's pouring himself out just from the act of prayer, but Moses broke the picture. So he essentially in the supernatural painted a picture where Jesus was crucified twice. Twice. And so and so God's like, uh, you know, we've been really tight. And <laughs> And like, he I says love you Moses, a he lot. says Moses, like you're, if he's a friend of God. Yeah, like I talk to him like I don't talk to anybody else. Yeah. And and yet, buddy, um, we have to go <laughs> You just up jacked on, it up. You messed up. <laughs> and it's a big deal to my picture. So I'm going to let you see the promised land. But you can't go but in. But you can't go in. Oh my gosh. And I'm going to replace you with Joshua. Wow. So that seems like a really harsh sentence unless the lesson you know what do you do with sentences yeah. All right. what yeah. what is the result what what's the purpose of punishing something that you say hey watch the consequence that hits this one life mm. So it doesn't have to hit all of the rest of you. Mm-hmm. That's actually, we, we pass a law. We're supposed to actually penalize lawbreakers, lawbreakers yeah. and put the fear of God into them yeah. so that they don't do this anymore. Yeah. God does this to Moses, his friend. Yeah. And we don't think he cares about the picture of marriage. Yeah, man, we better wake up. We better get wakened, not wokened. <laughs> you know, we do this with a million other things too, man. Yeah. I mean, it's down to, you know, we can't even call a baby a baby. Oh my gosh. Right? If you killed a condor egg. Oh, you'd go to jail. You, you would go to jail Pita, and be fined massive amounts. Why? Yeah. Is, it, is it yet a condor? Well, it will be. Well, then why doesn't that argument hold for what a baby is? And so you take you take the egg and the sperm that have that have come together the moment of conception, and you put that embryo up on Mars, and the Mars rover finds it tomorrow. Guess what the headlines are going to be all over the world? Oh, yeah. We found life on Mars. But for some reason— that word life doesn't apply if that same embryo is in a, ba- a woman's womb. No, we're dying to find a piece of bacteria yeah, right? on Mars, and but we'll, we don't value a life isn't that, crazy? that is eternal. It's how the devil warps words, right? Yeah. We got to get out of here. Yeah, it's 15 minutes. So, hey, thanks for joining us on Jesus, Sex, and Politics. My name is Micah. And I'm Nathan. And we talk about all the things culture doesn't want to talk about. But scary. <laughs> we'll see you next time.